Alrighty, guys. Uh, welcome in here to uh, big episode number twenty of Inside the Hive. It's crazy we made it this far already. It is. Now, um, it is. So we've got a little bit of a, a different episode tonight. So we were originally going to have Mr. Winton Dickens on here tonight, but uh, he is unfortunately out sick this week, and we hope we can get uh, Mr. Dinkins on at a later time. Also, uh, joining me on the mic tonight is uh, Mr. Taylor Rogers. Mr. Rogers, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, Jack. How are you? I'm good. You know, had a good day at school. Wellness Wednesday, as they like to call it in the Berg, but, uh, you know, good day so far. Uh, another thing tonight, uh, you're not going to hear the big guy, Big Joel. He is also uh, out with uh, strep throat. Joel's, Joel's pipes are on the IR right now. Yeah. He needed a, a week break, I guess, so he's gonna he's gonna do that, take a week off, reset, come back for episode twenty one, which he you know he's he's really excited about. So it's miss good. you this week, Joel. We're wishing, gonna miss you this week. Wishing a speedy recovery yeah. to Joel. That is for sure. What did uh, what did you want to focus on this week, Jack? So uh, you know, let's start with uh, last night. Why we originally we had the podcast scheduled. For Tuesday night, but we were going to move it to tonight, Mar- Wednesday, March first, because uh, Perrysburg basketball played last night against St. Francis in the sectional final, I believe it was, or district semifinal. One of the two they played St. Francis last night. Semifinal, but, I believe. District semifinal. District semifinal. There we go. But uh, yeah, I think it was a it was a good game. Uh, St. Francis really pushed them a lot harder than I think some people expected, and. Uh, they played pretty well there in the fourth quarter. They got it together. Were you, were you there? I was there. Um, quite honestly, it's getting it's getting sad with the lack of student participation. How many, how many do you think we had last night? So last night at the game in the actual student section, there were four of us. Wow. With, and then behind us was the JV that ends up keeping like stats for the varsity games or whatever. So they were sitting behind us. So we had four of us. So there ended up being like fourteen of us sitting over there. But then I know. It, couple of my friends were there sitting with their dads or whatever but there wasn't like as many as Perrysburg is like accustomed to being there and from St. Francis it's probably a I don't know 40 minute drive to Lake High School where the game was at and they probably had 15 to 20 kids at least so they had five times the amount of people there which and is kind of right up the road yeah it's kind of crazy it's literally straight that way it's a straight shot to Lake and no one went to the game which was kind of sad I know uh Mr. Stein's been adamant on trying to get more kids to go to the games, but I don't know what we're going to have to do to get that to happen. We've got district final, is that Friday night? Yeah, so that's going to be, I think they said Friday at 7 at Lake again. So literally right there against Lima Senior. Big game. Now, Lima Senior knocked us out last year, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, Yeah, Lima Senior beat us last year. And I know when uh, after the game we came up here and some of the basketball guys were here, they were all watching the BG and Lima game, and we're all rooting for BG, but unfortunately, Lima Senior pulled it out there at the end. It's a close game, though. Yeah, BG, I mean, BG had a couple opportunities to win that game. They just didn't make the shots when they needed to the most, but uh, they had a big chance there at the end to kind of take a big upset there and play Perrysburg in the district final, so. And, I mean, got to think that we were definitely hoping for a matchup with BG. Yeah. 2-0 2-0 against this year? Yeah, they're not They're not a very – BG doesn't match up very well against Perrysburg, so I know they were hoping to uh, play them and have a little bit easier time than Lima Senior is going to give them because they've always given Perrysburg fits in the past. And they're yes. a very talented team. That's why they're the, they're the four seed. But uh, 
it's been crazy in basketball. A lot of buzzer beaters. I don't know if you saw C.J. Hornbeek hit a buzzer beater last night I for St. John's. That, yeah. was, that was crazy. And it looked like the Brock Hastings from Bowling Green was trying to hit like a step back at the end. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. All he's got to do is go to the basket. And they're going to be playing Perrysburg on Friday. But, yep. uh, nope, they got Lima Senior. Should be a good game. Uh, going to have to earn it, though. They're not going to give it to you like some other teams would. That oh, we'll play, for sure. But yeah, that'll be a – you know, one thing, though, I think historically Lima Seniors like to run quite a bit. They're not a half-court kind yeah, of offense. get out and go. Which – our team has struggled a little bit against those slower half court sets, mm-hmm. so maybe that'll be a maybe a positive for us. We'll see. I definitely think they got to control the pace of the game, though. Play because Coach Boyce likes to run it in the half court and really set it up and slow it down and run through the offense. So we'll see. Got to play at our pace and maybe control the game more than they control the game. But um, yeah, it should be good. And hopefully, we get some student turnout. That would be great. Um, Friday, Friday night, let's get to the game. I know that Chuck was talking about maybe a little bit of an incentive for students to come out. Really? Yeah. I mean, we got to do something at this point. I know that's how we got kids to go to the hockey games. We offered free tickets, and some of them went. So. I think we have maybe some Jersey Mike free subs. Oh, okay. We got some coupons uh, to give out, maybe the first... I don't know, 75 to the game might get a... <laughs> Should be first 25 at well, this rate. Well, I know, I know, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll incentivize them a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, hopefully I'll, we get some people to the game. I'll talk to Chuck. I'll see what we can do about that. Um, speaking of last night and big games, Avery Hunt. Yeah. Big game he last He had a really night. good game. Yeah. They were talking about it and how everyone's like, Andrew, your brother had a great game. He's like, yeah, he did, you know. I didn't play so well, but uh, now Avery had a good game. When they were on episode eight, was it Avery that said that he was the better player, or did Andrew say he was the better player? I I don't remember off the top of my head. The one thing I remember from that episode was that Avery always leaves his car on empty. That's the one thing I remember is he always leaves Andrew on empty, so Andrew has to always get the gas. Yep. But... I think that Andrew is the better dunker. I do remember that part of it. He's the better dunker, and I think Avery finally agreed to that towards the end of it, that he was the better dunker. But I don't know if we came to the conclusion of who was the better all-around player, per se. Well, regardless, a little inside the hive karma for him last night. Big game. Yeah. Yeah, Avery played really well. Needed all, what did he have, 16 points? 16 last night, yeah. All the 16 points were big, big baskets in the fourth quarter. So now on the other side of the bracket, though, what are we looking at on the other side of the bracket? St. John's is there. St. St. Whitmer. Oh, Whitmer. St. John's and Whitmer. Yeah. Um, Both Central Catholic. At Central, yeah. Yep. 7 o'clock. I know we beat Whitmer last year. Or, I mean, this season, excuse me. We beat Whitmer already this season. Haven't played St. John's, but I think they're a little bit of a underdog story this year led by cj but yeah looking at their scores here <clears throat> yeah um they beat weight yeah okay big big, big tough test there with weight. yeah yep that's that's nothing special um tiffin columbian was the two seed oh and they won by 30 oh jeez but i did hear some funny information about tiffin columbian oh that they did, were 
How'd they get the two seed? That I, seems that a, seems wild. That is a good question. Tiffin Columbian, if, I'm, if my information is correct, was supposed to be a Division two school. Interesting. Something to do with their AD got non-renewed and didn't turn the paperwork in to drop them down to a Division two school. Oh. And so they OHSA made them stay a D1 school. Interesting. Yeah. And they still got the, the two seed. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Take that for what it's worth, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But. And then uh, <clears throat> St. John's with the win over Finley mm-hmm. to get to the district semifinal here against Whitmer. Got to assume Whitmer's going to be a pretty big favorite in that game. Yeah, Wimmer should should win. It seems like they're playing better, but I don't know if Parrysburg beats Lima, they could make really a deep run into the. What would that be like? If they win that, and then the next one that's the Elite. Is that the Elite Eight? Yeah, so that's that the would Elite be Eight regional semifinal at UT, I believe. Yeah. Yep. They can make it to the Elite Eight. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Be I don't know the last time we made it that far in basketball, but. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't even know. I'm not sure. I know we were talking about maybe, I don't know. It's been a while. That's been a while. Yeah, that's crazy. But, yeah, big game Friday. We got to get out there and uh, support. And yeah, for sure. Got to get best. students out there. So, students, get out there. Uh, this is going to release Wednesday night. So, plenty of time to mm-hmm. get out there. Should have a full plans. almost two days. Yep. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll see it on School G or something like that. But we're going to be pushing it a little bit on social media, too. So get to the basketball game, please. Um, I know one thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, I think it was yesterday a tweet came out. I don't know if it was WTOL or The Blade. But somebody sent a tweet out about Connors. Yeah. I saw that clip of him. Yeah. On the handoff. He looks like a totally different person yeah um i i've heard that the coaching staff is even more impressed with him he's better than they thought mm-hmm. um also heard that he is one of their favorite players right now so sounds like maybe some early playing time for our our friend connor, Wal- connor that Waltzak. would that'd be that'd be pretty cool i mean he's definitely a harder worker than a lot of people that i know because I don't know very many people that would give up the second semester of their senior year to go in and commit to college football. It so, is true. Also, Connor Walnzak, episode one. Yeah, very that. first I mean, look at this. very first interview. Yeah, look at us interviewing some very successful people. But it'd be really cool to see him get some um, reps there yeah. as a freshman. Yeah, for sure. Can only help in player development too for Connor's ability at UT, but. Yeah. Grant, Grant was telling me he messed up on a blitz assignment. Coach Candle gave it to him, and he's like, this is like a totally different animal up here. Oh, I but, uh, yeah. Yeah, good for Connor that he saw that. But I was, we were all at the game. We saw the clip, and we're like, man, Connor looks like thinned out, like ripped. Yeah. Like totally different than when he was playing running back. Yeah. He, uh, he came back, what was that? Couple weeks ago, he was back for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, all Ohio. Yeah, the yeah. All Ohio thing, and I thought he looked even bigger then. I mean, mm-hmm. just what he'd been at UT for maybe three weeks at that mm-hmm. point, if that. Yeah. And he already looks bigger, um, so that's good. I, I did hear they're also looking at him 
playing both ways a little bit. Yeah, they, I think middle linebacker or outside linebacker, one of the two on defense yeah. as well as running back. But Yeah. So, I mean, that's incredible for what a 18-year-old kid to mm-hmm. be in the mix of it already at a, a yeah. one school like that. Especially being a local kid, too, that you bring in like that. So he's been kind of around it, too. But uh, good for Connor. And hopefully we see him on the field this fall for Toledo. That would be really cool. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, so I believe spring practice has started this week, right? I know, but, yep, baseball started. They're out practicing. They've had practices for a couple weeks. I'm not as caught up on lacrosse, but I know that they're starting to ramp think, it up here. I think they lacrosse got, started last week. Yeah, they got a scrimmage. I think Ethan Johnson was telling me they got a scrimmage next next week, next Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. So they're starting to get going, which is something to look forward to and some potential guests that you may see in the future on the podcast. So yeah, stay, sure. stay tuned for those spring sports. I know that uh, baseball is going to look a little bit different this year. They've lost a lot of guys, but uh, they still got it some good talent on there and they should compete with the schools in the area and potentially win the league. But uh I know that lacrosse is always a big talking point too. We'll see how they do this new, year. New coaches for boys and girls across. New coaches year. coming in, so you got some change to um, adjust to. We'll see how they do. But. I know the boys coach was on staff already. Okay. So probably not too much of a change there. Mm-hmm. But girls coach is an entirely new coach. Uh I think she might be a Perrysburg grad. Mm. Uh, Autumn Stevens, I think, is her name. Yep. Um, but uh, she's excited, from what I've heard. And it seems like the players are buying in a little bit, so that'll be nice. Yeah, hopefully we get two quality teams to go out there and represent Perrysburg. That would be good. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm interested in baseball this year, though. I mean, imagine your coach hall. Mm-hmm. You finish up successful season last year. I mean, Very good season. They had a good season, yeah. And you're thinking, all right, I'm going to get Connor Wall and Zach for a senior year, and I'm going to have TJ Tackett's, and I'm going to have <clears throat> you know, a lot of talent coming back. And then Good, strong junior class for baseball. Yeah. And then you lose one of the best players in the state, and Connor Wall and Zach mm-hmm. decides going to go play college football instead. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be pretty hard as a coach, I, I got to think. Yeah, that's got to be a, a tough pill to swallow there, considering he was a big part of their team for the past couple of years. So. Yeah. But um, they still got they got a lot of quality players, and hopefully that uh, they have enough pitching. I, baseball always comes down to pitching in the playoffs, so if you for have sure. enough pitching. Yeah. and who, I think Who are, I know we got what, Matt Hubbard? Matt Hubbard's a good pitcher. TJ's going to pitch. Um I think Nick Hartzell's going to pitch a little bit. Um, I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but those are three that I know are going to pitch a lot. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of who, right who now. Are some other, who are some other names we need to be looking out for? Uh, let's see. Who's going to have a big year in baseball this year? Um, Braxton Mefford, he could be a big player our, on varsity this our year. Friend, our friend Braxton Mefford. Nick Oros. Nick Oros. Nick's going to be playing a lot this year from what I've been what I've been told. Um, let's see. Who's going to be? Quinn's pro- Quinn Weber's probably going to be catching, I would assume. And then TJ's playing pitcher first base. And then Her, Matt Matt Gass is in the outfield. Uh, or Jack Losey. Jack, Jack's, yeah, Jack's good. I don't know 
what position Jack plays, but he'll be starting somewhere. I don't know exactly where, but yeah, he'll be playing somewhere. But nice, sounds good. It should be. This should be solid. Yeah, good. It's always uh, it's always fun. You got a, a good baseball team go out and mm-hmm. nice spring day, which in Ohio I feel like we don't get a lot of. It's been it's been weird this year. Like February was extremely mild. Yeah, like it didn't like really snow at all. Yeah. And we've had a couple. We had a couple sixty degree days. It was sixty today, even though it's March first. But it's been really weird to see like baseballs getting to practice outside a lot more, which yeah. is probably good for them. I would ultimately assume. Have to assume so. being on the field is better than being up in the gym. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of their practice, they they do share with wrestling, who we have district. Yeah, this week we they host, were talking about that. Yeah, host districts. Um, pretty sure St. Ed's comes. Do they? They're in that. the district. Yes. So that'll be. You can get a sneak peek at. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let me the let top me double check top that. competition. But uh, we'll check that real quick. Yeah, wrestling. That's what a phenomenal program. That's probably one of the most underrated programs in Northwest Ohio that doesn't get a lot of respect. Is Perrysburg Wrestling, and they produced a lot of good wrestlers recently. And how many guys do we have ranked number one in the state? At oh, least, it's like. Four or five I think it's different weight four, classes. Four number one in the state. Yeah, which is unheard of for incredible, special for, especially for a public school like that to have that much. Yeah, wrestling talent is incredible to see. But um, yeah, hopefully they continue to have a good weekend. Maybe uh, I know Andrew Bowden was telling me that St. Ed's has a streak of twenty six ish consecutive state wrestling titles. Yeah, it's which is unbelievable when it's you think about it pretty inc- but, uh, incredible what they've done um i can't find all, all they have is girls here um but uh yeah wrestling good program a lot of good talent and hopefully they finish off the season strong and make us proud of perrysburg that'd be really cool to hang another state championship banner i will say um i think the only place that our wrestling team is Maybe not disrespected, but doesn't get the respect they deserve is probably in our own school. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you when our guys go other places, people know who they are. I mean, they they know that our wrestling team is great and that we have some great wrestlers. But I feel like if you ask a random person in the hallway that didn't have a wrestling shirt or a football shirt on. A lot of the kids mm-hmm. don't really know how good our wrestling team is. Just because yeah. it's not like a it's not a sport that people go to. You know, I mean, we we packed the school with Pitt, but mm-hmm. you know how many kids went to Anthony Wayne to watch our wrestling team wrestle? No, not very many. No, right? I, I mean, it's just not like that. So. Definitely uh, think mm-hmm. we could see maybe with a state championship this year we could uh, maybe see a little bit more acknowledgement. I know when Joey's on, he talked about how they they have to wrestle in their cold wrestling room upstairs. Yeah, upstairs above the yeah. the gym there. But uh, yeah. Crazy story going on in uh, college basketball. This is kind of like weird story, but 
So Ohio State basketball finally won a game after losing oh. nine in a row. Yes. Wild, but uh, they beat Illinois, and so one of their players, three-point or specialist Matthew Meyer, has come down with uh, is battling caffeine poisoning after drinking too many energy drinks while playing video games following Sunday's loss to Ohio State, and is questionable for their next game. So that is a developing story that caffeine is kind of caffeine poisoning. Caffeine poisoning after drinking six energy drinks. Yeah, he's got a caffeine poisoning. From drinking wow. six energy drinks while playing a some sort of video games. A D1 athlete. Yeah, so Illinois' second leading scorer got sick with caffeine poisoning after huh. consuming five monster energy drinks, totaling 800 milligrams of caffeine, <laughs> where the average... The average person consumes 135 milligrams of caffeine daily. So wow. that is an interesting story that has kind of popped up on Twitter today that he is going to potentially miss a game with I caffeine feel like they gotta, poisoning. they got to pull your scholarship if you play That's, too many video games yeah. and drink too much energy during. After, well, I mean, they lost to the second-worst team in the league, too. Ohio State's been terrible. and so they're not so good, too. They're a lot better than the record. I really still believe that. They're a lot better than the record. We'll see. They play Maryland tonight, and the line keeps dropping. Like, Ohio State keeps gaining more and more of the money, and I'm like, I I don't see it. But I mean, Ohio State was ranked. Oh, they were. At one point, right? At Christmas time, they were like, Jay Billis had them like, as a team to watch to go to the Final Four. <laughs> like, at Christmas time. That was three months ago. And then as soon as they hit Big Ten play, they, like, fell off a cliff, wow. which I kind of get it. You know, they got a lot of freshmen, and they're very young, and the Big Ten is very, very difficult to play in. Yeah, but yeah. Definitely they got better roughed games. up, yeah, and they that's... lost some games they should have won, and it definitely hurt them a lot. They lost to Purdue by one in a game they had wrapped up. Then they that started the losing streak. They lost to Minnesota, who's got one win in the league. Man. Then they, yeah, then they go on and they lose to uh, – Maryland, who they're going to play tonight, and they lose two games by four points or less, one in overtime and one in, at the buzzer. So it's like they lost a lot of close games, but they're still very talented, and the future is bright for them the next couple of years. they got a good recruiting class coming in next year, and hopefully maybe they'll get Bronny James. That would, I was gonna say, where, that would uh, where, where bring the program State back. Where does stand on Bronny James right now? So... As far as I know, it's he's that's the only program where he's taking an official visit to with LeBron. So I think that's a good sign in terms of recruiting, but I don't know if like Nike's gonna make him go play at Oregon and give him like this lucrative NIL deal type thing with yeah. Phil Knight, but it seems like he's thinking about Ohio State at least, which is good, which would really round out the recruiting class that they got coming in. But I guess my question there is, does Bronny James need a lucrative NIL deal? No, he doesn't. But it's not necessarily about the money. It's about getting him to come to their school. Well, I know, but, like, if you're Bron, if you're Bronny James, uh-huh. do you want to go out to Oregon for money that you don't need? That's a good question. I mean, or do you go play at Ohio State, where your dad has been like a huge supporter forever? Yeah, I mean that's a decision he's he's got to make. I know he's he's been on campus a couple times with with LeBron, but 
LeBron donates shoes. He donates headphones. He yeah. donates all the stuff, and it's like he really likes the university. Yeah. But maybe Bronny likes it. Hopefully he does. That'd be, yeah. be really good for the program. A lot of publicity. For sure. Which yeah, is what they huge. want. But yeah. I yeah I don't know. It seems like he could still go out to the West Coast too and bring back the West Coast basketball market. I don't I really say, know. I, you know, but a, a dark horse here is maybe he goes to a school that like you just never think, right? Like maybe yeah. he thinks that he is good enough. Pull this up here. See what his top six are. But keep going. Maybe maybe he thinks he's good enough to raise. Uh, you know, not a and I know Ohio State and. Oregon aren't blue blood programs, but in the, in the past thirty years they've been. Yeah, they're it's starting to get there. They're yeah. starting to yeah, maybe maybe creep he's looking there. outside of those types of programs. I don't know. Yeah, but because he's going to go, I mean, he's probably going to be pro no matter what. I mean, I know that depending on the recruiting service you look at or the board you look at, he's either a top five lottery pick or mm-hmm. he's a bottom first round but still i mean he's going to get drafted so so yeah he has now narrowed it down to three okay. potential and it's ohio state oregon and usc okay so those are the three he's trying to pick between yeah so i don't know what that means two west coast and one in columbus where his dad's been very involved i guess yeah. in charity and philanthropy now, Bronny's always gone out to Sierra Canyon, right? Yeah, like that's where he's been. Yeah, the whole time. So okay. he doesn't really like. Yeah, he's got no real connection. No, he doesn't really connect to the Midwest or Ohio per se. But I don't know. I mean, I guess USC's been decent in the, in the last couple of years. They've had the Mobley brothers who are now in the NBA and are playing pretty well. But uh, yeah, I I don't see him going to USC. Particularly, it's got to be Ohio State or Oregon. I mean, I can't imagine going to USC with. I guess when does the Big Ten expansion? Is that's not next year? Is that two? Years? That is no. Actually, you know what? I uh, it could be twenty twenty four. Now that I think about it, because they are looking Big Ten expansion. I'm trying to think. I think well, it must be. 2025 is when they're officially going to do it. Oh, so that wouldn't matter anyway. I was going to say, I, if the expansion was happening, I wouldn't see them go to USC. And oh, they're slated to become official members of the conference August 2nd, 2024. Okay. So, yeah, that would be after, after his basketball yeah. season. Yeah. So got to assume he's, he's a one and done. I would, I would think so, but yeah. you never know. Maybe something happens that he's not. In that case, then they would still come to the Big Ten. Yeah, but which would be weird to. It'd be very awkward, yeah. considering. Yeah. But I guess if he goes to Oregon, they're not in the Big Ten yet, so yeah. they would stay in the Pac-12 or whatever. But whatever that is going to be. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, definitely weird for Brian to think about, but. March March is great. Back, March, oh, know, man. Yeah, March first. Everyone. This is when all your like, I don't know. I want to say like fair weather basketball fans like. Oh yeah. They calendar turns to March. All right. Now we gotta gotta see what's going on here. But uh, yeah, a lot of quality basketball gonna be played the next three ish, four ish weeks, and it's very 
very entertaining to see March Madness play out. So yeah, what do we got? So selection Sunday. That is two two Sundays. Yeah, March twelfth looks like. March, yeah, that would be a week from Sunday. Wow, selection Sunday. Yeah, it's coming up. I that's coming up fast. I feel like it was later last year. Yeah, just the way I guess the dates the dates fell this because year because it's I'm, yeah it's always it the weird. First, the first weekend I'm pretty sure was our spring break last year. Yeah, it's always the second Sunday in March, which I guess this year is the fifth and then the twelfth and then the first round is the nineteenth. But our spring break is also late this year too, because if we're always the last weekend or last week, are we always the last week of March or the third second to last week of March. I think Our spring it, break. I think it just depends on Easter or Easter. Falls. Yeah, the week before. So we're normally the week before Easter, I yeah. think. Because sometimes Easter can fall, or a little earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Easter fell later this year. Easter, which, yeah, is April ninth, um, I believe. So then we got the week before that off this yeah. year, which okay. is, yeah, oh, interesting. All mm-hmm. right. Which yeah, Selection Sunday is right around the corner. Conference tournaments coming up which that's a lot of my uh right now a lot of my tiktok for you pages all these conference tournament like guys like sports betting and stuff which is cool like got this this one guy's like going to like all these like mid-major games he calls it finding cinderella before she reaches the dance or whatever okay, he okay. goes around all these like mid-major or non-power five games goes around like looking for him and like it's been like a cool series he's gone to he went to I think sixty one games in sixty days doing it. Wow. So like he decided one year I'm just gonna like I'm gonna when I'm in between drops I'm just gonna go out and do this like once in a lifetime thing, like travel around, going to all these mid major games, trying to find what team I think's gonna be the Cinderella yeah. doing it. And he's had like a really long journey. I think this week or his last video was today. It was like Kennesaw State and Queens in the, uh, I don't even remember what league it was in, but that he was at that game today trying to find which one of those teams was going to make the dance. And he goes, that's going to be the next part of my journey is I'm going to the non-Power 5 conference tournaments and seeing like one of these team seasons is going to end and the other one's going to have a chance to get the NCAA tournament, which is kind of cool for him to see. Yeah, but yeah, that's awesome. Joel needs. That's one thing Joel needs to do is he needs to start getting – more into that TikTok space where these guys are like professionals at it and see what they're doing versus him because he's not down, Joel, he's down, bad, he's down right bad. Yeah, and I've told him I'm like, look, Ohio State's fading. Ohio State's been working and he won't do it. And I'm like, I don't understand. You're a Michigan fan. Just fade him until it doesn't work. But he didn't do it, and he could have been re- recouping some of his losses, I guess, to do it. Yeah. But he chose not to. But yeah, there's some good basketball today, but. Hopefully, maybe Ohio State can get their third win since January first. That would be be big for the program. I, I don't even know <laughs> what to say. To say there, right? I don't even know what to say at this point. I mean, but, they're definitely not in, right? Like, no, no, no. I mean, they'd have to get hot in the Big Ten tournament. Which, I guess, when you look at the teams they play, it's not the worst bracket. They would play like. Right now, because Michigan's been winning, they've kind of like crept up onto the seed line where Ohio State could run into them after they played. Like, I think they got to beat Minnesota, who's worst team in the league, <laughs> beat them. Then they got to play Nebraska, who's okay, but they're not world beaters. They could beat them. Then they got to run into like Michigan, and then they'd have to beat Purdue. But 
if they somehow made it that far, who knows, their record could be like 19 and 17 and maybe they'd sneak in, but I I doubt it. Interesting. They're going to have to get a big win in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. And if they beat Maryland tonight, who's top 20, or they rank 21, if they beat Maryland, Michigan State, that puts them 14 and 17 going into the tournament, they'd probably have to win four. Yeah, they'd probably have to win four games, get them to 18 and 18-ish, and maybe they could sneak in, but probably not. So, so my question is, if if the Buckeyes have an early exit, is Chris Holtman out? I you see, I don't know. A lot of people are calling for his head, but I don't. I mean, this was like the way that they made it sound is from um, from what I've read is that he kind of knew a little bit that this was going to be a rebuilding year, and that it was either going to they were either going to figure it out quick or it was going to take a while, and it's kind of been taking a little longer than. Some people thought, but they kind of seem to have figured it out a little bit as of late. The last couple games, they figured it out. So I think they're going to give him one more year and see where that gets him. Because, I mean, he got to the tournament four years in a row, which is one of the longer periods of college basketball. Like, if you look at it, like, Duke hasn't done that. They missed a tournament in there somewhere. And some other big schools haven't made it four years in a row. And he's won 20-plus games his first five years there, which is tough to do in the Big Ten especially. So... I think he's he's probably going to get one more year and then see where that takes him because he's got another good recruiting class coming in. If yeah. he can't win with them, then yeah. he probably is now, gone. I know they have a – is it Sensball? Bryce Sensball, yeah. Is, he's he, a, is he one and done? Is he, is he it it seems that way. I mean, he can score, and he's, start, he's starting to play a little bit of defense, which is helping him out, but he can, he can flat-out score. Yeah, when he takes good shots, but he likes to shoot, which has been a bit of a problem. Gotcha. And they don't have this year. They don't have a big man who can go in there and just dominate the paint, which is what you need in college basketball, mm-hmm. big time. And then when you don't have any other shooters, it's just been kind of a disaster. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was watching that. They played Purdue. Was that last Sunday? Yeah, let, or maybe <laughs> two two, Sundays the Sundays ago? two Sundays yeah, ago. Was they played Purdue last and uh, that. Ugh. Edie or Eddie, whatever. Zach Edie yeah. is a monster. You just watch him and monster. Nobody on Ohio State's roster was going to do anything to stop that man. No, I mean it was just absolutely not, even, not. Not even close. No, they can't. He's a bad matchup. Yeah, anything he scored like twenty six points in twenty five minutes. And yeah, just absolute torn to shreds. But Which Purdue was a one seed last year, right? Uh, they were. I don't know. They might have been a two, but there should be. They'll probably be on the one line this year, representing the Big Ten, which yeah. is a it's a decent conference. It's a pretty strong conference. It's not as good as they've been in other years, but they've got some good teams who could make a run in the conf- in the in the tournament. But I feel like Big Ten always uh, goes into the tournament. They're like, man, this is the most teams a conference has had, and then maybe half of them making out of the, the first, first weekend. Yeah. yeah, they flopped a lot in recent years. Yeah, which I feel like. Is starting to become the SEC. The SEC is starting to flop now too, which is starting to become more the narrative, which is good. It takes a little of the pressure off the Big Ten, but the Big Ten hasn't had a team win the national championship in since like 2000, Michigan I think, State. in 2000. So it's been 22 seasons since they've had someone win. They've had a lot of good teams yeah. that haven't been able to do it. But yeah, the Big Ten gets a lot of pressure in March to perform, and they don't seem to be able to. Always get it done. Yeah, so they got to figure out a way to uh, manage a couple wins, get some teams into the 
second weekend, which would be big for them. So yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I'm not a huge basketball fan, uh-huh. but I mean, always rooting for Ohio State, and then Big Ten teams usually as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I mean, kind of pivoting here, mm-hmm. but same idea. This time of year is also uh, big with NFL draft. Yeah, combine is this. Is it this weekend? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. An indie, right? Yeah. Still doing it there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Lucas Soil. Yeah. Um. Uh, but the big story about that. Did you see the uh, George? Di- yeah, Jalen Carter. Yeah. Getting in that. I don't know exactly the whole story. I know you like flood the scene of a fatal so car he crash. Was, he was street racing. The, now I heard something with like he got the offensive lineman that died. He was street racing him. Yeah, or something like that. Well, something also like there was a university worker involved yeah, as well. Yeah, I something like that. And they were pretty drunk. Yeah. Well, it was after the uh, national championship celebration for Georgia this past season. I think is what they said. So let's see if I can find the article here and pull it up. They, they said but, they had like a point one nine seven something alcohol crazy. level, which they yeah, said. Yeah, Jalen like, Carter, one of the top prospects in next month's NFL draft, faced with reckless driving and racing in connection with the crash that killed a teammate and recruiting staff member. Yes, the recruiting staff member I think was driving the car, the other car. Yeah. So Devin Willock, the offensive lineman, and Lacroix were killed in what police initially reported as a single vehicle accident. Uh, and Carter is now in Indianapolis at the scouting combine, has been slated to speak to reporters later tonight. Or no, Thursday. As he cannot be speaking Wednesday because he and five other players are still conducting physicals. But in a statement, he said that he is making arrangers, arrangements to turn himself in so that could be yeah, something. There's a there's a arrest warrant for him. Mm-hmm. He also said that he expects to be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing, which seems a lot to ask there. Yeah. Which it's always interesting to see how uh, these NFL draft picks. It always seems like there's always one or two that have a story come out right before the draft that yeah. just um, either I'm, tanks their draft. I mean, stock. I'm looking at a mock draft right here. They have him uh, number three. Yeah. Some. Some think he could go to the Bears, number one, if, yeah. if they stayed there. So I don't, yeah, I don't know if uh, that would happen. That say. is crazy. Which, yeah, that would be, I'd be wild Man. if that happened. But yeah, got scrolling through Twitter here, looking for the thing from the Big Ten basketball bracket. If it season finished, it'd be High State would have to beat Nebraska, Iowa, and Northwestern to get to the semifinals, where they would. Uh, play the winner of either Purdue, Michigan State, or Rutgers. So it's it's doable for yeah, them. Yeah, that's not a bad. I mean, Iowa, Iowa, they did beat Iowa once earlier, and neutral site might help them a little bit because Iowa. Did you see their game Saturday? Uh, Michigan State and Iowa. Holy smokes! I don't believe so. So they were playing at Iowa, and Michigan State came out in the second half, started pulling away, and it got to. 89 to 76 with a minute left. And Iowa came back to send it to overtime. They scored 20, 
five points in a mi- little over a minute to send it to overtime. Wow. At 101. And Michigan State still scored 12 points, so it's not like they didn't score. That's insane. But they, yeah, tied it and then eventually won it in overtime. And wow. they kept raining threes. It was ridiculous. That's insane. But they scored 25 points the last couple minutes of the game to send it to overtime, which is wild. So Incredible. That yeah. could be something to watch. Then Northwestern, they also beat Northwestern, so... Well, I don't know. You, know, I mean, that's you never know. It's looking like they have a chance. Of all the paths that you would want. That was the path. They've yeah. beaten the two teams that they yeah. are going to play. So Interesting. So, Jack, you're a Browns fan, right? I am. I am a Browns fan. Can't do they, confirm. Do they have a first-round pick? They do not have a first-round pick. It's Houston has it from the, the, oh, that the is, Deshaun Watson. That is correct. The trade. How do you feel about Deshaun Watson? Uh, you know, he's... He's got a lot to prove this year. Last last season, I don't think there was much he could do in his return that would have fixed anything, considering the NFL moved his suspension around six from zero to six to eleven, whatever. Yeah, that you knew that season was going to be a little bit of a wash, but I still think they could have been a little bit more competitive than they were. Obviously, after the the Jets game, that was just a Tough. disaster. Tough watch. And then yeah. the season after that, slowly unraveled at watching it they lost that one then they lose to the falcons then lose at a game-winning field goal to the chargers and then it's unraveling in front of you and then they kind of stayed in it a little bit with watson and then they kind of fell out of the picture there a little bit but you know they they should be i i believe they should be a playoff team next year probably sneak in there at 10 and i would think they're going to go Ten and seven, yeah. But I could also see him going seven to ten easily, just because of the way they are. But they still have a lot of players on defense and a new scheme coming in that should turn things around for them. But who did they? Uh, who did they bring in for their defensive coordinator? So they got Jim Sh- Jim Schwartz from he was with the Lions Dude for a while, Lions, and yeah. then he was with the Eagles when they won the Super yep, Bowl. Yep. So yep. I mean, should be good. That's pretty good. It's a decent hire and, for sure. Yeah, his scheme fits the personnel they have so that should be good for them to figure it out but the browns they they should be a solid team this year if they figure it out on defense because all the pieces were there yeah i mean the offense got to put it together a, a good offense mm-hmm. yeah cooper coming back no they don't have a whole lot of money to spend right now that's no yeah i don't they're gonna probably restructure watson's thing which also i was looking earlier that if they wait and do it until after March 7th, then the Ravens got to pay Lamar more money if they want to keep him. So they restructure it later so that costs the Ravens $4 million more and then they can still be under the cap or whatever. But gotcha. I think the Browns are going to end up, once they, they are cutting some guys to create some salary caps, so they should have, I think, $25 million in room that they could do something with. But okay. they, they don't have too much to need. They do need linebacking bat they need some good linebackers which maybe you can bring in two experienced guys on 10 million dollar deals that can play linebacker for you because they're terrible at linebacker yeah i i i I definitely like they had um some holes to fill on the defensive side for sure well they had three or four linebackers last year go down with injuries which killed them yeah and their defensive line was not as good as it should have been especially on the interior which so I mean, from a coaching perspective, as somebody that coaches football, I feel like they're not using Miles Garrett 
like they could. Yeah, they, he could. I feel like maybe he could play more of like a TJ Watt, like outside linebacker type thing. My, I mean, but, I think a great way to look at it too is look at what uh, Nick Bosa. Look at what the 49ers do with Nick Bosa. Yeah. So they move that dude around all the time. Uh huh. And they're trying to get him a matchup. Yeah. And I understand Miles Garrett is off the edge, very hard to block. But if you move him around a little bit and you just make him think, make the offense mm-hmm. just think, then maybe it's harder to game plan against him. Because if you watch those games, I mean, they're 100% calling plays to not let Miles Garrett beat you. Yeah, and I think, well, Miles still ended up with, I think, oh yeah, I mean, he was, 15 sacks, yeah. which is incredible. still a good season. But yeah. I think they just... They needed Clowney to stay healthy, and he couldn't because they wanted at least something there if they wanted to move Miles Garrett that the other side could still get some pressure. Yep. But problem is no one else was getting to the quarterback, which is not a good scenario to have. No, so, definitely not. And it put a lot of stress on the linebackers, which were weak, and then they missed a lot of open field tackles, which was ultimately a downfall when their offense got into a little bit of struggles, which I still don't know why they haven't hired a new offensive coordinator because I think Stefanski needs to step back a little bit and play more of the, the coach role than the offensive coordinator as well. For sure. Which for he sure. just said he's going to call the plays again next season, which could ultimately cost him his job, I think, if they don't perform oh, yeah. to their level that we're expecting. Like, if they do not have a winning record, he's going to be fired. Oh, yeah. I No way he stays. If no. they're not with maybe the even Maybe even 9-8 and eight won't be good enough, but I feel like he's got to go – Ten and seven this year to keep his job. Yeah, I with agree. keeping the offensive play calls for sure. Yeah, just the way that they're structured right now. Yep. Yeah, they're they're built to win, and I don't think they'll accept not winning. We have for a long, long, long time, <laughs> and they're yeah, finally. But I feel like it's different now, though. You it know, is. It's, it's it's been different since really since Baker took them to the playoffs. There's been yeah. a little bit of. I don't want to say false hope, but a different narrative that maybe they can finally be something. Yeah. You know? So yeah. hopefully this year is a, well, it's a big year that maybe they can turn it around. Because when you look at the rest of the division, they got some good quarterbacks in it. For sure. That are going to be a problem to deal with. So. For sure. Hopefully Lamar gets out of Baltimore. That'd be, that would help a little bit, but. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. I'd. I would be surprised if the Ravens let him go, but if he wants to go down to Atlanta and play down there, that's fine with me. I guess you you got to decide, like, uh, how long is Lamar Jackson going to be viable? Yeah, that's a good question. I'd probably give him another three or four years. Because, as, like, uh, how old is he now? He's probably 24, 25 maybe. I'm going to look that up just hmm. to confirm where we're at here. Let's see. Lamar is 26. 26. Okay. So I'd give him four more years because Cause he's that not, seems like the he's standard. He's not a anymore. great passer. No. I mean, what what makes him great is that the defense has to game plan for him running the ball. And it is really hard to take away a quarterback as fast as he is and also cover the whole field. Mm-hmm. And so he gets a lot of open receivers because of the pressure they have to bring mm-hmm. to keep them in the pocket. 
But if he's not able to run like that anymore, mm-hmm. is he going to be able to give you as good of an offense? I I don't know. I mean, he started to put up some some better passing numbers this year, but they, he still doesn't have anyone to throw the ball to That's if true. he does, Just other than Mark Andrews. Trash receiving core. He's got no receivers on the outside that are a threat yeah. to anyone to score, which yeah. is not not good if you're trying to throw the ball with an not necessarily a top-tier passer. Yeah. But I'd probably give him four more years. Once he hits 30, that seems to be NFL anymore. If you're over 30, they want nothing to do with you. Yeah, but for sure. And, I mean, eh, we'll see. Yeah. But one kind of switching different sport here because I just saw it on TV. They were talking about it on PTI. But bold prediction, very bold prediction. Okay. A little bit bullheaded prediction that the Cleveland Guardians are going to win the World Series. I really, really? think they're going to win the World Series this year. No. I really do. Pitching. For the Indians this year. Mm-hmm. Sorry, the Guardians. Whatever. I I call them the tribe still. Yeah. That's I mean, not, I grew up, that's neutral. Listen, I grew up watching them uh, in that. The 90s. 90s. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, 2000s runs that they had where they would have incredible players that they would let go that would go to other teams and win uh, championships with other teams. And it was so frustrating to watch the Manny Ramirez's and the CC mm-hmm. Sabathia's go win with other teams. But I just grew up an Indians fan. I mean, mm-hmm. To change now no. to Guardians yeah, is no. just so hard for me. It is definitely weird. But, um, yeah, I, I will say, I mean, they got Jose Ramirez, who is, I mean, star, maybe, star. maybe a top Top five player, yeah, easy top, top five ten. player, top ten for sure. Yeah, um, but what is what is the pitching staff going to look like this year? It should still be pretty solid. I mean, they got Shane Bieber, um, Zach, or then Tristan McKenzie. He'll probably be their number two. Cal Quantrill will be their number three. Solid top three that was there last year. Yeah, four and five is still for me a little bit up in the air because they haven't been. Zach Plesac was really bad last year, yeah. and he hasn't. I don't know. He gave up a couple runs in spring training so far. So we'll see what. He looks like this year, but they have a still a solid pitching foundation that I think they'll be pretty solid, even if they go with a four four in a bullpen yeah. technique. But yeah. I think with the uh, with the pitch clock, at least early in the season, it's going to benefit them because their starters can get more innings. Because I think I've been looking at it a little bit that the pitch count for each inning is is a little bit lower, so they can have a little less pitches going into the deeper innings of the ball game where they. They don't have to rely on their bullpen so much, yeah. which was really, really good last year, which is going to be key, too. They're bringing most of their relievers back again this year, which was a solid part of their team, which helped their offense, which struggled a little bit to stay in the games. But then eventually the offense started coming around. And I think the biggest thing is they built a team for this new baseball style before it even began. Yeah, And we didn't really like pay attention to it because – it was still no pitch clock, no bigger bases, no banning of the shift, which is another thing we can talk about that's going to change the game. Oh, man, huge. Especially for a guy like Jose Ramirez, who's a great hitter, but he loves to pull the ball. Yeah. So batting averages are going to go way up. I'll tell you what. Probably 10 points. You're going to see some dudes that were already pretty good or indefinitely some middle-of-the-pack guys that are now going to be – way up there without that shift. Mm-hmm. I just, 
a lot of big power hitters in baseball that were basically home run or nothing because of that shift that are mm-hmm. now going to be a little bit harder of an out, I think. Oh, yeah, which is what baseball wants. They yeah. want more entertainment, which yeah. I think is good for the for the Guardians because they have a lot of guys who are quick on the bases and can steal bases. With with the bigger bases, which it's like four, four and a half feet shorter, I think, from base to base, yeah. will help them steal a couple more bases for a team that doesn't hit a lot of home runs, yeah. which will help them score more. So that's sure. the first thing. And then the second thing about that is they've limited pickoffs, so a pitcher can only have two pickoffs, so which will help them steal oh, too. Yeah. You get two throwovers, and then you can take a bigger lead because they can't. Yeah, they can't step off the mound and pick you off. So that'll help you steal bases as well. Which maybe it'll go up a lot, maybe it'll go up a little bit, but I definitely think it's going to go up, which helps a team like that who hits on contact. So if you get a guy running and he's you're already playing for the contact, you're going to score more runs, which helps them, and then you keep the solid bullpen. I, I think they're going to be a really tough out in yeah. October. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy to well, think a, mean, small, a small market team can do it this year. But I mean, you look at this it. This is it. I mean, you this look at it, right? Year. Last year. They came out of nowhere. No one thought they were going to be as good as they were. And then they get there, and if the offense could have just a little bit, just they a just needed bit. a little bit more yeah. in the postseason. Yeah, I mean they were and right there. Their pitching let them down a little bit towards the end yeah. against the Yankees, but yeah. just didn't have enough run support in the no. end, which was their thing all along. But mm-hmm. I think now the game is built that you can still compete without the home run ball with the bigger bases. Yeah, and for sure. You got to play more postseason style, which is get runners over, get them in, lock it down after the fifth or sixth inning, which they're built to do. I gotta say. Um, I will be interested in seeing the viewership numbers with these changes, what it does. Because mm-hmm. I, I always grew up a baseball guy. My first coaching job was baseball. And I find it very hard, found it very hard to watch baseball recently with the pace of play. I mean, when, yeah. it, when it wasn't a playoff game with something on the line, to just sit down and watch a regular season baseball game was... Very difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I think too they're gonna. You may see more teams like move their start times. Like traditionally, they've always had like the same start times for games, like one o'clock on Sunday, and then your seven tens or yeah. six tens during the week. They may play with it a little bit so that they can get more fans to the games. Like move it to like a a six thirty or a six forty five because the games are only shorter. two and two hours forty minutes. I think is what they're hoping for two yeah. and a half so you may see different starting times so more team people can go to That'd the game nice. get off work yeah so something to look forward to for that for aspect sure. of it yeah but it's a lot of good sports coming up so hopefully yeah, this is a, that is my bold prediction for the year i like it yeah they're gonna win the world series i'd like to see it for sure the, the city needs it the oh, city oh, needs man. it on another championship yeah. like the Cavs won but like they're the third to me, they're still the third team. Like, yeah. there's the Browns and the Indians, and then the there's the Cavs, and the Cavs are starting to creep their way back up because they've been relevant the last ten years. But it's still a baseball football oh, man, town. The city's electric when the Guardians, Indians are yeah. doing well. I mean, so I was in Cleveland for that uh, Jets game, and yeah. there was a the Guardians had a game that day before, mm-hmm. and we were out, and the city, I mean, everyone was out. I mean, like, everyone, everywhere you looked, the game was on. Everyone was glued to the TV. 
And they were celebrating when they got that win that night. Mm-hmm. And I, it went like, man, how many extra innings did that game go? Uh, it might have been there. Was it the Rays when it went four, 14 innings? 15, 16? Yeah, something like that. Something like that, yeah. It was going a long yeah. time. I lost count of how many innings it was. Yeah, and it was just fun to be there. In the, you just felt the electricity in the city yeah. at that time with playoff baseball. So you're right, yeah, that they need it. Which is why I don't understand why people on Twitter are trying to rally together to move the Browns out of downtown. Have you seen that? Where, where do they want to go? So uh, there's rumors that they're looking to move them to Parma and build a new like stadium over there with a dome. And I don't understand. It's all like specula- speculation and stuff like that. But I don't uh, understand why you would move them no out of way. downtown uh-huh. to a suburb like that. No. So. I mean, I will say it's not in a great location as far as like traffic. No, it's terrible. But I mean, it's to take it out of the city would just feel. Wrong. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, traffic is a nightmare down there. It's... Man. Because it's, it's all the way in the corner, yeah. right? So you, you have to go all the way through, and you're all trying to get onto... Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it took us two hours. We just sat... Believe it. Sat in traffic for two hours trying to leave that game. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Yeah. Especially when they're both playing at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yep. But it's good. It's good oh, for yeah. the city. Yeah. So. It's a fun... It's crazy to me that you've got a city that has lost so much and has had so many bad years still comes out and is so excited for every game all the time. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Yeah. They're there. Maybe not when it's really cold, but they're yeah. there most of the time. Yeah. And they'll support you. Yep. If you're in the playoffs, it's a, it's every playoff game I've ever, I've ever seen. Yeah. It's sellout. Yeah. They don't, they don't shortchange anything. No. And That's when awesome. they were really good in the 90s, they sold oh, out yeah. 457 yeah. games or something like that yep. in a row. Yep. I went to some of those games. Because they, they support. Yep. It's a very supportive town. So. Oh, well, Jack, you yeah. anything else? No. Um, touch on? I don't think I have anything. This was a this was a good fill-in episode. I'm yeah. glad we could get something out to the people this yeah, week. Yeah, for sure. Now that... Uh, Everyone went down sick, which just that kind of weird time in the year. It is where yeah. everyone gets sick. So, all right. Well, uh, be back next week. Yeah, next week we got a little uh, special episode. Don't want to give away too much, but you might be uh, might be hearing uh, Mr. Rogers again on the mic next week. So, uh, thank you for tuning in to episode twenty. Twenty. I can't believe we made it twenty. Yeah, episode twenty of Inside the Hive. Jacket Sports Network production. Uh, Joel, you're not here, so I don't think it would be right nope, to uh, nope. to do it this week. But it would be, it would be that time if you were listening, and I hope you do listen to this since you were not here tonight. But thinking about your uh, your special moment at the end of the show. So uh, good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you. Thank you.